If you have your Bibles, uh, open it with me to the book of First Peter. Robert, if you would, they're, they're, our own, they're the very first scripture. Or Stephen, they're the very first scripture on the notes back there. First Peter chapter 3. Uh, there's, there just seems to be one more thing I want to talk to you about peace of God. And it's, it's, it's how to activate, how to get back the peace that you have had. How to restore, how to restore the peace of God. And we're just going to kind of let the scripture talk to us on it. How to restore in areas of your life that you don't have peace. There's probably, there's probably in your life, there's probably five areas that you have peace in. And then there may be two areas that you don't. And if you're not careful, those two that you don't will get all the attention. But you've just got to learn some things are building in us. And some things you have to learn to lay them aside, put them on the shelf until God wants to take them off the shelf. Do not let God bless you in ways and you're staying down about the two ways that hasn't worked out yet and you've forgotten about the five things that has worked out. And you're doing God a dishonor. It dishonors the Lord for you to concentrate on what's not happening when God has been doing so much that is. And that's part of the reason to seasons because God wants to teach us thankfulness and appreciation and how to, in whatever state we're in, we learn at that state to be satisfied. That doesn't mean I'm not, God's not going to change things, but we've got to learn to be satisfied and find a peace where we are for if God's going to ever be able to change about where we're going to go. Amen. So learning to be at peace Learn, learning to be at peace with the $2 an hour when you're waiting for the $50 hour, $50 hour raise. It's, it's, it's learning to be at peace where you are. It's, it's learning to be at peace with what God is doing. Because truly in our life, what God is doing is a result of a lot of things, a result of our faith, it's a result of our growth, it's a result. And so we've got to be satisfied where we are and then allow God then to cure us somewhere else. And he will. God is always moving. He will not leave you here. Do you hear what I'm telling you? God will not leave you here. God doesn't leave you on the side of the road bleeding. That's not the will of God. God is a good Samaritan. And he's not going to leave you on the side of the road bleeding. But if you're on that side of the road, you must learn to rejoice where you are, be appreciative where you are, being thankful for where you are, being thankful for the good things of God, learning to rehearse the good things of God if you haven't got into the much more than God yet. But just rejoice where you are. Learn to be thankful. Don't spend all your time on that other areas that has not worked out. And then you'll find that he is a good Samaritan. Because he's going to pick you up. He's going to pour in oil and wine. He's going to send you wherever you need to be sent to get fixed up. God loves you. God loves you and God's going to see you through. So, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to give, Lord, in, these, in this offering. So, Lord, we ask you to use it tonight, Lord, to be a blessing to your kingdom. And, Lord, use it to, to be a, a, 
a, a place to plant seeds also, Lord, that seeds can grow up in a mighty and strong way, but they can be blessings of those that plant them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, 11. We're, we're going to say how to restore peace, how to restore peace in an area that there seems to be no peace anymore there. Maybe a place that you have known peace in the past, then how to restore it. Now, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, 11, it says, For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days. How many want to see many happy days? If you want to enjoy life and see many happy, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Verse 11 says, turn away from evil and do good. Now, I want to look back at me. If somebody tells you it doesn't matter how you live, and somebody tells you it doesn't matter what you say, you tell them that's not what your Bible says. You understand, this is the New Testament scriptures here. It says, turn away from evil and do good. Search for what? Search for what? Search. Hey, where are we, where are we at? We got, an, that's all the verse that was on there? <laughs> it's the next page. <laughs> and the last part of that verse says, search for peace and then work to maintain it. Search for peace. Search for peace and work. Everybody say, and work to maintain it. All right, so what the, this Bible tells me, every once in a while it seems like peace slips away. So God, is the rest of that verse on there, on the next page? Oh, you got it? Okay. Oh, great. All right, search. Hey, we don't, leave, we don't give anybody portions of the Scripture, do we? <laughs> All right, it says, search for peace. And work to maintain it. If you're going to be able to have peace in your life, you're going to have to be able to get peace first. You're going to have to search for it. Now, this word search, it means a diligent search. You remember I, I said earlier, uh, when we were talking about it, I said, first thing you do if you don't have peace in an area is stop and ask yourself, why do I not have peace? Why do I not have peace? Because it's the believer's, it is the believer's right to have peace in the storm. You know, it's the believer's right to have peace in the desert. It's the believer's right to have peace in the cave. <laughs> it's the believer's right to have peace in the prison. It is the believer's right to whatever you're going through to have God's peace in that. And the Bible says you have to search for it. Amen? All right, now I want to talk to you about restoring peace. If you, 7 Chronicles chapter 20, I told you, I, I was sharing Sunday, that there you would find the steps to peace, but it's also, it's the steps to restoring peace. I, I want to really just point out three verses, starting out maybe as far as we get time to go tonight. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, now it says in verse 1, it said, it happened. See, that's what happens when things come to try to steal our peace. It happens. Every one of us can say it happened to us. What should not have happened, happened. Now, it's real interesting as you, as you look at the history behind this just a little bit. 
And you see that in Second Chronicles chapter 19, Jehoshaphat is doing everything right. In fact, it closes the last verses of Second Chronicles chapter 19. He's making sure that he's carrying out the true justice of God. I want to tell you, sometimes you can be doing everything right, and it just happens. And that's what happened in Jehoshaphat's territory. It starts off, verse 1, It happened after that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Everybody said, that's the devil's move. Now, that may be your last move. You, from that point, when the devil makes his move against you, and the reason the devil's making his move against you is because God has chosen to bless you. You've got to know that. It's because... Jehoshaphat was doing everything right, trying to make sure that he was fulfilling all the justice of God. In the midst of him doing everything right, he was expecting the blessing of God, and he woke up, and a battle was on his doorstep. Amen? That's the devil. But that's what the devil does. The devil comes to destroy your blessing and to take your joy from your life. Jerry Savelle used to preach a powerful message that revolutionized uh, across this country at one point. And it simply says, if the devil can't steal your joy, he cannot keep your goods. Powerful, powerful explanation that he preached across this nation that revolutionized many charismatic groups Because all of a sudden we found out that we had to move into a place of joy. And if I wasn't into a place of joy, there was an issue going on that was really between me and God that I had to get worked out. So the devil creates battles. That's what he does. And so he comes again, especially if you have been marked by God. Somebody say, I'm marked by God. If you have been marked by God to be blessed by God, then you can be assured the devil is planning a battle against you. Now, it took the enemy quite some time to plan this battle. He had to bring three nations together. He had to bring a unity in the devil's camp to be able to come. And that's why you usually don't have a battle just on one front. You have when you wake up one morning expecting blessing and all of a sudden there's a battle there. It usually won't be on just one front. I mean, it's the light bill, the water bill, and my bill. You understand? I mean, it's usually not just on one front. But that tells you something that the devil has went to Long, or he's really studied long and spent a lot of time to develop this battle against you. There's a reason why the devil has brought such an intense battle against you. The intensity of the battle usually reveals the intensity of the Father's love that God has for you. 
It's because that God so loves you that he's been able to sense, the devil's been able to sense the intensity of God's love. And the devil says, I've got to get in there and to destroy it. I've got to knock it out. All right, that's step number one. But then down in verse 13 is step two. Everybody say, the devil cannot have the last say. And the devil cannot have the last step. In the three steps that's contained in 2 Chronicles, the prior step determines the next step. That's because when the enemy has come against you, when you can see that there's a battle that's been engaged against my life, against my destiny, against my future, there's been a battle that's been engaged against me. If you're a believer, there should be some automatic things that go off in you. There should be some things. There should not be the devil's step is the last step. That should not be. It should automatically provoke resistance inside you. And then it should provoke care inside you. And it should provoke trust inside you. You will never be restored. You will never restore peace in your heart once you're in a battle until you restore the trust that you have in God. Because your peace is in direct relationship to your trust. There is no peace in any battle without trusting God. That means... When you looked out and you were expecting blessing and everything was wrong, at that moment, being a believer, the Bible says in the New Testament, we must let the peace of God rule our heart. The very next word tells us by letting the word of God dwell in us richly. If you're in a battle, I know God did everything that he could to prepare us for that battle. And in preparation for that battle, there should be the word of God that you've trusted and relied on inside you. Now verse verse 13 says, that's the second step. Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord that's your step what are you going to do with the realization of what the devil has done to you what are you going to do with the realization of what the devil has done to you with the realization of what the devil has taken from you with the realization of what the devil is robbed you of what are you going to do the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 that God gives us the ability God gives us special shoes that's been prepared for this season when it said that they stood before the Lord that, that, that in that standing before God that standing in the presence of God 
And the Lord has prepared you well prior to the battle, well prior to the attack that Satan has brought against you. He's prepared you with these God-given shoes that will help you to stand before the Lord in the midst of your battle. The Bible calls them the shoes of peace that God's prepared you with the peace of God to be able to stand in the midst. Now, whether you have peace or not, it has to do whether you have two things. There is only one thing, there's only one thing that divides into two things that God has given to us that we have to fight offensively against the devil. One of them is, well, I love what Rick Renner says. Rick Renner, in this this is description of the armor of God. He said there is one piece of the armor that you would think is missing, but he said is the understood part of the armor. He said a Roman soldier would never go into battle with a sword only. He would always go into battle with a lance and a sword. God has given to us, there's only one piece that God has given us. There's only one thing that you have to fight with. There's only one thing that you're going to be able to capture what the devil has taken away from you. There's only one thing that we have to fight with. There's only one piece of the armor that God gives me to fight. And that's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, I mentioned earlier that there was... Two forms of God has so blessed us with. One is what God has said. Now, Rick Renner, he calls that the lance. And I'm going to tell you what, if you got what God has said, I mean, no, God is ever living. <laughs> and that word is never dying. Amen. Amen. And if you have what God has said, it becomes an instrument to defeat the powers of darkness. And then the other one is the small, they call the killing sword, that a Roman soldier carries on his side. Because the intention of the armor was to be able to take the lance, what God has said, and to be able to hold the enemy at bay. But if perchance the enemy has got past the lance, and the enemy is in close connection with you. Then you have the killing sword. And that's what God is saying. So God has, there's only that weapon that God gave us. The logos and the rainbow. That's the weapon that God's given us to fight with. And your ability to let the peace of God rule in your heart is in direct proportion with how much of that word you believe. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. 
what that says is this. That that word that you have gotten up early to read for a number of years, for that word that you've probably listened to a hundred sermons or more, there are certain parts of that word that should have made an impression on you. And there should never be a day if you're going to have the peace of God, you cannot let your mind free will. The word that God has taught you. How does, how does uh, Sister Sandy say? <laughs> Stay in that word till that word talks to you. <laughs> that word that is talked to you. Becomes the words of your conscience. And becomes the voice of your spirit. Or becomes as what the King James says. Speaking unto yourself. The word that God has previously given to you. Your ability to speak that word to yourself. Because see, peace is not a feeling. Peace is the strength of God to concentrate on the word that he has given to you. Peace of God is spirit and truth. It's the word that God has spoken to you that the Holy Spirit continually is speaking into your heart. And the result of those two coming together is that wonderful sense of peace in the midst of the storm. Let the peace of God rule in your heart by letting the word of Christ or the word of God dwell in you richly. Let the peace of God rule in your heart by letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And then you that God has blessed you with that little killing sword. One of the amazing things when you uh, well, it's time to let's stand together. Lord, we want your peace. Lord, we, and, we're willing, and we're willing, Lord, to fight to receive it. Lord, we're willing to fight to have your peace in the storm. There is an anointing there is an anointing here tonight there is an anointing here tonight to bring peace in your storm I don't understand that because I don't see I don't see peace as a one time prayer I see peace as you gain strength to only think what God has promised you because the very moment that you start thinking other than what if you think what the devil's telling you, you're going to fear. If you're thinking what the devil has told you, you're going to fear. But if you think only what God has told you and is telling you, then you're going to have peace. The devil didn't steal you peace. 
He may have tried to steal your joy, but he didn't steal your peace. You had to let your peace go. You had to quit thinking and guarding. Everybody say guarding. You had to quit guarding what God had told you. And when you quit guarding what God told you, then you started letting other voices into your vineyard. And when you let other voices into your vineyard, then faith turned to fear. And fear is going to stay in your life until you begin to regard, everybody say regard, what God has told you. So Lord, listen, there's anointing here for peace. I want you very quickly, if there's those, if you're going through a battle here tonight, and if you you need the peace of God, I don't know, we've been talking, I, I can't, Somebody needs to get peace so we can go on. <laughs> Somebody, I mean, we just tuck here on this, on this subject of peace. So if you need the peace of the Lord, you're going through a situation, I want you to come and join me as we dismiss here. Because there's an anointing here. There's, a, there's an anointing here. Is anyone else, then you, anyone else that you feel that, man, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm game for everything. But there's somebody special that I believe the Lord is searching for to bring a peace and you winning this battle has a lot to do with your ability to stay a hold to that. Praise God. Let's just, everybody else, let's just take our hands, stretch them forth heaven. Say, thank you, Jesus. It's been good to be in your house. And I believe with all of my heart that you're going to help me to restore peace into my life. Where I've lost it, I'm going to regain it. And I'm going to be peaceful in my mind and in my heart. So in the name of Jesus, I receive your grace to help do that. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless y'all.